Hey guys, and welcome to the Talking League Round 11 Q&A. Uh, a lot of the boys have been struck down with injury this week after a massive magic round. So we've got Brendan and Jay Warrior on the show, and I'm Jake in the host chair. How you boys going? How did you uh, pull up after magic round, Brendan? Yeah, I was fine, mate. I actually only got to go to one of the games. Uh, so I didn't have late nights or craziness. I had other um, stuff on, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, this old fella pl- pulled up pretty well. What about you, Jarrod? Uh, back to New Zealand, nice and safe? Yeah, uh, I, my voice copped a hiding after yelling at the Warriors game so much. And then uh, I was just wrecked. And then Sunday was big old Sunday after I sort of relaxed. And then, yeah, had the late flight home, ended up getting back to my hometown in New Zealand about 2 a.m. on Monday morning and uh, had a few things to tidy up at work on Tuesday. So it's been a long week, but uh, it was well worth it. Yeah, I feel you about the long week. Uh, so, boys, what was your favourite part about, about Magic Weekend? Obviously, we had the live show um, on Saturday. Um, got to meet a lot of the fans and it was awesome chatting a bit of fantasy. Um, Brennan, what was your favourite part of the weekend? Yeah. Look, Matty John's showing up is pretty hard to top um, for the live show, just sitting in the corner having a quiet beer. Um so that was pretty cool. Um, also, the um, and you can actually attest to this, Jakey, the stories that we were hearing from the blokes behind us about Fletch and Hindy. Um, we won't divulge them on air, but I thought that was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Even the stories from some of the fantasy boys, eh? Like uh, one of the blokes, Jay, um, he was telling the, us about how he's a school teacher and he actually has his own fantasy club that they run at, uh, you know, at, at lunch times and they have 30 kids all in there playing fantasy, writing up spreadsheets. So it's awesome to see. What about you, Jerry? How, uh, how was your weekend? Oh, it's just good to meet uh, all the boys, yourself included, and Brenton, and all the boys live and just the dribble that was spoken. Robert was probably the king of dribble. Um, just like a continuous flow from him, so it was pretty good. And also had a funny experience at the live where I walked in and I've got two, I've actually got three Warriors jerseys, but I only brought two with me. But one is the old school Warriors jersey. It's actually probably about two, well, I might be being generous, two sizes too big, but I am growing into it. And But I thought, I'll, I'll take it anyway. And when I got there, there was a, a guy there wearing a Sharks jersey uh, Dean, I think his name was, and I said, uh, but he was carrying a Warriors jersey. And I said, oh, mate, you're wearing the wrong jersey. And he said, ah, oh, this one's too small, doesn't fit. And I looked at it, and it was the exact same jersey that I was wearing. And I said, well, mine's too big. And so we swapped jerseys. And he was happy with that. And I got a, mine was slightly newer that I got. So I got a good win out of that. But he was happy, and I was happy. So funny how it just turned out. But uh, no, it was just a great weekend all up. Absolutely. So uh, looking forward to doing it again next year. Hopefully we can get a few more people down there. It was packed out. So many Johns as well. So um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Righto. Let's get into some fantasy talk, boys. Um, trades on your mind. I know both of you boys might be a little bit conservative this week. What are, what are you thinking on trades, Brennan? Yeah, mate, I'm holding. I'm in a pretty lucky position. Um, the most traded out player this week is Jackson Ford. I sold him two weeks ago for Joey Manu. So it's one headache I don't have to worry about. Um, my buy planning is pretty good, so I'm hoping to hold steady for the next two rounds, to be honest. Nice. And Rich, what about you? Uh, yeah, at this stage, and I'm glad I'm on here because it might just prevent me being on my phone, but I am not trading this week. So I went again just – and I'd give this recommendation to any serious fantasy players. If you want to play overall and catch your mates or move up the table – 
what you've got to do is write out who's got the buys and then look at your team and work out which positions you're missing between rounds 13 to 19. And then you can work out this week who, where do I need a position? So in round 14, as an example, I need a mid. And in round 15, I need a hooker. So the obvious choice will be Brandon Smith. But I've only got the money this week to go host, but I don't have enough to get up to Brandon Smith. So I'd have to do two trades and there's no real trade out that I want. So at this week, I'll just pay the price, not trade this week, and then next week maybe pick up uh, Valance and Brandon Smith and trade Ford and um, maybe Granville would have made his money. So, yeah, it's just I don't really recommend if you're serious, do the hard yards, do your homework. There'll be a few people in the um, DMs and Instagrams that I've really said, if you're serious, just do your homework. Because there's no point so, in me saying to you, trade in Dylan Brown, and then in round 13, you've got three halfbacks available. It's a waste of a trade. Absolutely. Uh, going with the same sort of concept there, I'm, I'm liking two mids this week, so I've got Jackson Ford out. So I'm going to swap him to Brandon Smith at this, this stage. I'm not I'm not too keen on him. I, I think he's still fairly pricey, but as you said, Jay Warrior, with no hooker cover and definitely needing a mid, I'm going to go, yeah, going to go Brandon Smith. I'm also going to go cash down um, Cam Murray to Jack DeBellin as well. I, I think it's, you know, bank that 30K with Murray's reduced role and um, Jack DeBellin's, you know, playing close to 80 minutes each week. I think it's going to be a good trade and probably going to be an upgrade in points. Um, right, let's rip into some tra- uh, questions. So, Josiah Alkin. Lads, I've sold Ford for Host and Aikatoa. I- for Dylan Brown. So probably trained out host a little bit early here, um, even though he bounced back with a nice little score of 40 there. What do you think of this one, uh, Brenton? Yeah, uh, he's actually saying he's trading in host. It ah, right. trading in? Trading in host. In host. So I'm not overly keen on that first trade. Um, unless you're planning for like, I think South have the round 13 and 19 buy if you're planning and you're needing him for an edge and you're planning on keeping him for eight rounds. Um, so I'm not overly keen. I'd try and find another way if you're sold on Dylan Brown. Um, Cause I also think Isaiah Katoa is a good hold for round 13. Absolutely. Still money to be made there. And he's going to be playing that half position in the buyers as well. Uh, William Roberts. So this is probably a big talking point. I'll go to both years. Who are you captain this week? I'm I, at the moment. I got it on a Hines. Still got about you know hour and a half to change my mind. But I after trading in Hines last week, I just feel like it's the way to go. He's still averaging what four points more than Cleary, and he's coming off a bad week. Um, but there's always that chance of bounce back. I know Jerry, where you were saying before about you do, sometimes you don't want to be playing, you know, captaining someone after one of their massive scores. Sometimes it's good just to play out the average um, and stick safe with it. What what are your thoughts there? Yeah, that's it. Oh, Willie Roberts, my favourite Indian uh, punter uh, from Napier. So we'll catch up with him when we're up in Napier. And, yeah, I also think uh, Hines had the good news this week. So it's ton for mum week. So I'm Hines all day, bounce back. Uh, Yeah, I I also don't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) I know you got both of them, Brenton. Who who are you going now, these two? I do. And look, we all talked about in the preseason that we feel like it's a flip of a coin on either of them with who you would start with. In the end, if you've got both, it still is a flip of a coin. Me personally, I'm going Cleary. The only factor of me choosing him is that he plays first. So that way, you know, your captain is done on the Friday night. 
um, and you just watch the rest of your scores flow. But you can't go wrong with either. <laughs> so two to Hines, one uh, two to Cleary. Sorry, Hines and one to Cleary. So I can just roll, toss the coin, see what you think, uh, William. Um, either one's a good option. So you're not gonna have a bad option with whichever way you go. Uh, so I also love your work. Thanks, mate. Uh, Matt Pittman. Just one trade to make this week. Forward to a mid-edge under 660k. Um, he's looking at Tohu, or would he be better going off with James Fisher-Harris, as he's not going to be playing Origin? Um, he's got a list of some other players there. Clemmer, Twal, Lane, Sewer. Um, Jaywar, who's you're probably your, your best option out of all these guys, considering round 13 and 14 coming up? Yeah, the best player to pick there is obviously Tohu Harris, but the question you've got to ask yourself is how risk-adverse am I? Uh, he's had the MCL problem twice, so that could be an issue. He's also got to buy next week, so uh, depends what your situation is. If, if you're thinking, I'm going to hold this player for the rest of the season, then Tohu's probably going to be your highest-scoring player over the whole season. If you just think I need a bit of coverage for the next few weeks and this is going to be my best option, then someone like a Clemmer or a Sewer could just be a little bit more consistent. And if he's got coverage for 13 and 14, then he might need someone for 15 and so in uh, 15 and 16. And so the Tigers don't play either of those rounds. So that's where a Clemmer could come into the fold for him. So um, if, yeah, if he's sorted for 13 and 14, then I'm probably looking at Clemmer for him. It's a little bit of a different um, option. Not bad at all. What are your thoughts on this one, Brent? Have you looked at, at Sean Lane at all um, recently, given Dylan uh, Brown's back to form? Look, I looked at him last week, um, but I chose Corey Horsburgh instead, which obviously worked out really well for me. I feel like you need to see something from Sean Lane first. He's got a couple of 40s and a 30, uh, which doesn't leave good reading. Uh, means he's also going to bleed a little bit of cash. So I think that's one you can wait till 13. I actually 100% agree with Jay Warrior on Clemmer. Um, those Tigers players are someone I'm really looking at targeting from round 14 onwards. Um, but Matt here, he's got his cover for 13 and 14. So if you're wanting to be prepared, I do like the Clemmer idea uh, for that price. Nice. Uh, Liam Collins. Hey, lads. Any interest in Jesse Ramian at 497k? Could be a decent buy for round 16 and for round 19. No, Jaywar, you were very happy in the in the stands. Uh, you were sitting with me um, watching the Warriors game and then was it the Sharks game after that as well. So um, you were pretty happy when Talakai was um, racking up those scores, um, counting it along. So what are your thoughts on Jesse Raymond, the other centre there? Yeah, uh, it looks like Liam's done half a job because he's picked out where, he need, where there's a need. But Jesse Raymond's awful and at 497... I still wouldn't touch him with your money. So, um, but Talakai is the obvious option. I think Talakai is 587 this week. He went up about 30 grand, but I picked up Talakai last week. They've got a soft draw. They've got Newcastle and the Tigers, I think, the next couple of weeks. So, um, should be a pretty uh, manly in Newcastle the next two weeks. So, nice soft draw. We know this time last year he went on a bit of a rip and tear. So, um, and he provides that coverage, as he says, for 16 and 19. So you're on the right path. Just switch uh, centres and go for the one that's, I think he scored 55 last, uh, 56 last week with that. Uh, your mate had the 
the big multi going oh, the big multi a try and it got disallowed for a very marginal forward pass so he got 56 last week <laughs> and 63 the week before break even at 26 and i think jesse ramian's break even was something like 63 nice so have a look at talakai there i reckon instead if you can find the money uh jesse kinley who do you reckon for muzz so this is one i got as well madison or hopgood or you have he's already got debellin and horsborough so two ground 13 players there and he's not keen to touch toe ho again so he's not keen to trade him back in and i guess he does as you said jro um he does have that buy coming up in round 12 so brendan what what are your thoughts on this one do you think madison or hopgood or anyone else uh, look, it depends on your team makeup. Uh, I'm consistently looking at Hopgood for round 13 for that dual position. Um, the other worry I have for Madison is his minutes. Yeah, he scored a 67 on the weekend, but he did that in about 52 minutes. Um, and if that's a consistent pattern on his minutes, then that gets a little bit concerning. Um, if you've got DeBellin and Horsburgh, oh, look, you can't go wrong with Madison or Hopgood, to be honest. Um, but Madison does have the track record right now for big scores in lower minutes, so I'd probably go him. So he does. I think I agree there as well. Jordan Givens, Murray to Robson. Also, he has Ford, so maybe him to Sewer. Um, but I don't think he's, I will need to trade Sloan and be left with 403k. Edges are my main concern and a hooker. So um, I think I'm liking this Murray to Robson trade. What are your thoughts on this, Jay Warrior? Robson's probably one of those ones you almost must have for round 13, either him or JMK. Yeah, it's it's a pretty easy trade. The temptation could be just hold Murray, hold Murray, because um, he's, he will score well this week. I'd be amazed if he doesn't get 55, 60-ish. The problem is he's still going to lose 20, 30K, so you might just be better to pull the trigger now and go, f- go for that. But if you're looking for edges, then, um, yeah, you've... Yeah, you've just got to go through those key by by um, players like Jermaine Hopgood, um, DeBellin, and Madison. All play those round 13 uh, and have a good buy schedule. So just keep an eye on those. But, yeah, it sounds like I don't know what his hooker situation is, but I would definitely um, maybe look at trading an edge if that's where you're short. What do you think about the other one, uh, Brennan? Um, Jaden Sewer, I know he's coming off the back of a 55, 55 and a 53, all um, pretty much close to 80 minutes. So he did start the season pretty slowly with a 32 and 45, but you see a little bit of light in Jaden Sewer at all? Uh, a little bit, um, but as we said pre going on air, I wouldn't touch anyone from the Dragons not named Jack. Um, I just It's also leaving you with too many because you would also presume that there's DeBallon or a Jack Bird in your side there. Um, you could potentially wait a little bit if you needed to because Ford is technically only out for the two weeks um, and will give you that dual position for 13 and 19. Um, but if you're desperate to do it, um, I would. And, yeah, I can see in the, the third part of it, he wants to get rid of Sloan. Uh, you should have done it last week. I, <laughs> he's, he's, the outs- he's the TPJ of the outside backs. I, yeah, get rid He of could score well. 60 this week. You know, it's just... He's yeah. a really bad roller coaster. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan Curtis. Hey, lads. Love the ports. Thanks, Jordan. Chris Walker. Who to, who to, to play out of Sele and Host? Um, I think for this one, I, I think Host is probably a bit more secure. He's probably playing close to that 60, 70-minute mark. 
So like, we just still don't know with those minutes with Arrow on the bench. Um, and also Murray's still on the side. Liam Knight's back now. Um, I think I'd probably go host by that one. Uh, Breton, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, a bit of a trickier one because Sally's got the better PPM um, and Host has the better minutes. Um, and Host has also burnt those people with his five. Um, but still, in all of that, I would probably play Host. Um, but if you have the chance, try and loop that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Cook, uh, how many players are you guys wanting for rounds 13, 16, and 19? Um, you had your count there before, Rich. Uh, what are you looking yep. at for numbers-wise in these three? So round 13, I'm set. I've got 13 players. Round 16, I'm short a minute and a half at this stage. So, But as I say, that's five weeks away, so I'll fix that. And then in round 19, I'm four players short, missing two wing fullbacks, a hooker and an edge. But again, that's eight weeks away. So after round 16, I'll start just tinkering and get that sorted. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, as I say, if I don't make up ground by round 19 i'll give it away i just know that i'm set so yeah i'm actually a little bit down at the moment for round 13 i think i got nine at the moment so uh two trades this week if i'm getting in uh jack de belling which might push me up to 10 so hopefully that helps me a little bit i'm probably going to be making a few more trades coming up to round 13 as well uh charles walters afternoon lads i need an edge or hooker to fill my round 13 squad uh he's looking at ford to robson or, or lukey um, I do have Granville if needed. Um, if I don't get Lukey and go with Robson, I can get Lemuelo next week's. Uh, Rob, uh, Ren, what's your thoughts on this one? Lu- probably Lukey and Granville are two ideas here. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Ford to Robson. Um, I don't like the idea of running Granville as your round 13 hooker. Um, I did have that plan when I first brought in Granville and just seeing those 30 points, I just... I don't like it as much. So I'm looking at bringing in Robson in round 13. Um, and I'd love the idea of getting Lemuelu in next week. I think that's that's a no-brainer there. Absolutely. And with if you have Granville as well, he's not going to get that mid-dual position un- until after round 13. So if you do have Robs, if you do trade in Robson as well, Granville could be one to trade out on round 13 as well. Um, or he might just be able to keep making your money and use him on later down the track um, when he does get that mid position. But I think as well, if yeah, if you do have Robson, look to trade out Granville probably the next two weeks as well. Um, Granville to you can find that somehow to get Granville to Lukey in the next. Uh, sorry, Granville to Lemuelo in the next few weeks. That would be a pretty good trade as well. Uh, Liam Collins, hey lads, considering doing Hammer, Ford, and Alamotti out to Sewer, Bird, and Oluapu. Um, thoughts on this alternative is to simply just do forward to either Sewer or Tohu. What's your thoughts on this one, Rich? I don't, uh, I don't love using three trades this week. It just seems a little bit luxury. Um, I sort of feel we should be consolidating a little bit, doing what we have to. Uh, so I'm probably in favour of doing one trade, but it just may be that I've got a trade envy of him. Uh, yeah, as I say, Sewer's not a. He's never been a fantasy stud or even fantasy consistent. Bird, I do love, uh, and I've got him. And Oluapu is just the slowest burning cow that there is going around at the moment. So there's no rush to get him in. Uh, if he could somehow maybe find a way to go forward to Bird, I'd probably like that one, which he should have the cash for, or forward to Tohu would be my options if I was him. But, um, yeah, I think... 
you don't want to burn too many trades. And if one of one or two of those players gets injured this week, then you're pulling players out over the buy round. So, I think potentially for this one, you you could go out because Alamotti is losing money at the moment, so you could get him down to Oluwapu and just get him in early before he sort of eventually he's going to start, but he's going to be a very much a slow burn over the next next two weeks. But I guess in that situation, Alamotti's not playing round 13. Neither is Olorapu, so it's not much of a difference there. But I guess if that trade can allow you to do Ford to Bird, I think it's probably the best option out of those. Um, Hammers, like if if you have cover in your centres, which hopefully Bird will help out with, and if you have winger fullbacks as well, Hammers probably he probably could be a hold for that round 13 buy. Um, he's definitely made his money now, but um, if you can afford to hold him and you've got the cover, I'd probably hold him as well. Um, thanks for the question, Liam. Uh, Jordan Curtis again, love the pod. I think of the one trade this week, Ford to Tomoko. Uh, got mid-edge cover and don't want to be playing Tommy Talao this week in my centres with Lemuelu on the bye. This trade would give me all 13 players for round 13. Cheers, lads. Love the work. Um, I know you got Talao, um, Brenton. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Are, are you happy to play Talao for a week at all in your team? Short answer, No. Um, it's he is purely going to be there as an emergency cover for those two positions. Um, so I would definitely not be playing Tommy Talao. Jordan's got his head screwed on right there. Um, I'm wondering if he already has Jack Bird um, or can afford Jack Bird. Because I think Tomoko's a little bit cheaper, isn't he? Uh, what is Tomoko sitting at? It's in at 625 where Jack Bird's up at 695. Six so, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Look, I don't. I don't mind it. Uh, Tomoko is the premium centre. He's got very good average over the last four rounds. Um, and I know that the talking league boys did go on a lot about him, but no one pulled the trigger. Um, so if you want a good point of difference, uh, yeah, go nuts. But yeah, don't play Tommy Talao. Yeah, that's the thing though. If you if you don't have Jack Bird and you do have the money, Jack Bird's a pretty safe fifty average. Where Tomoko, he's playing probably the best form of his career so you never know with those centers um, they can always form something I know we're talking about pre-show it's always great to have those second rowers or locks or players playing out of position in that center position so um, if you want the probably the yeah, safer option if you can dish out a little bit more money I'd, I'd probably be going bird as well if you don't have him already Michael Cayman Collier thoughts on this guys uh, oh, thoughts on Gus will he keep his starting spot over Butcher. What's your thought on this, Jay Warrior? Is he, is he just a bit too expensive at the moment, Gus? Oh, he's he's getting juicy. Uh, I think he's break-even 66, coming off that... He scored that late try last week, which I know um, Robbo wasn't very happy about because he too started eyeing him up. Break-even is 65. Scored 54 last week. So ideally, we'd want him to pick him up in round 14. So he's got the buy in 13. So a quiet week this week. Uh, gets almost his break-even the week after, and then everyone just piles on. There'll be a pile-on in round 14 for him, and by which stage you'll be match-fit. I can't see him getting picked for Origins, so, yeah. Um, yeah, just be patient there, Michael. There's no real profit in going too early on him. Yeah, I agree with you there. Even, like, even with Origin, though, he's probably not likely, just given that he hasn't had much of a pre-season. Not, there's still a small little chance for he will just stay loyal and pick him, so... Just waiting until round 14 and wait and see what he's like. Uh, Andrew Salfia. 
Ford for Loyero and Sloan to Brennan Smith. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Brennan? Is, is he jumping on Loyero a little bit too late here? Yeah, very late, I feel. Uh, Loyero's at 6.14, so that's at about a 44.45 price point. His average is 46. So I'm not a massive fan of it. I also don't like the Storm's buy period. They only play one of the three major buy rounds. Um, if you're looking at a slight cash down, uh, you could even go Jaden Sewer for eight grand less than that. Absolutely. Agree with you there. Probably go slow. I, I don't mind that Sloan to Brandon Smith trade. So if you have the cash there, jump on. Even though Brandon Smith doesn't play 13, he's, he's probably going to make a little bit more money and give you that bit better cover on the bench. Uh, David Pryor, glad you that's like not, the new Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that is... Oh, Dave. Ah. Yeah. And he also, he, he lives about 40 minutes away from me in New Zealand as well, which is sort of ironic as well. So, yeah, yeah nice. we'd both flown over to Brisbane and uh, met there. So, yeah, pretty funny. Nice. Thanks for coming to the show too, Dave. Good to see you. Uh, John Darcy. Hey, lads, do we think Maddo will play Origin? I have enough money to trade Ford for him, but worried about him being picked for New South Wales. What do you think, Brennan? Do you think he's in line to maybe get a bench spot or is, is Freddie not going to pick him? I don't think he's getting picked. And I'm basing my narrative off that start of the season where he didn't take the fine and took three games on the bench. I don't think Freddie would have liked that. So I don't think Maddo's actually going to fall into calculations there. Yeah, I think that's right. I guess even his role at the moment too, Arthur's sort of, he's pretty set on playing as that, you know, that, that middle uh, ball playing lock, um, even if it's off the bench um, when Hopgood comes off or stays on the field and moves a prop. So he's not actually playing that second row position, which I guess New South Wales is a little bit short in. Um, they've got plenty of mids there in Paulo, uh, Payne Haas, even Safidi maybe. They, they do have a few forwards, uh, front rowers there. So I, I, I can't see him making it either. Uh, Kim Maker, Captain Yeah, Kim's from Taranaki, and um, they love the old uh, green stuff up there, and I'd say he's smoking it. <laughs> uh, Peter Edwards. Hey, guys, just wondering if you might know if Cleary or Haas have ever been rested after an Orange game, or do they consistently back up? Um, my memory of this, I think... I think Cleary used to back up, but I think last year, I think Ivan started resting his players a little bit more just to conserve him over that origin period. And Haas as well, he's probably... I think he's, Haas is probably the one to more likely back, at, back up out of those the, two, you reckon, Jay Warrior? The only thing I'd say is is that the Broncos play the Warriors in Napier uh, that week. So it could be a tough go to play origin, get on a plane, fly to New Zealand, get on another plane, fly to Napier. It, they might just say, it's just not worth the hassle. Take the week off. They've got a few decent props in Brisbane. I I might just be wishful thinking, but I'll be surprised if he's there. I, and I guess that's the thing too. Even if he does get one rest, Penrith and Broncos are sort of both those sides that they have both their, um, both their buyers on origin week. So if you're looking to hold or trade these two guys, they're probably, out of the all-origin players, they're probably the ones you probably want to keep just purely because of those that buy schedule. So three at absolute max they're going to miss, uh, sorry, at minimum they're going to miss, um, and they may miss four or five just depending on resting. So they're probably, I think both of them the holds as well. 
James Shepard, hey lads, what are your thoughts on trading Ford or Couchman to either Sewer or Young? If I hold trades, I'd have to play Buller and Gramble in my 17 this week. What's your thoughts on this one, Brennan? Yeah, I like the Hudson Young shout. Uh, he's still priced in that around that 50, and he's been getting mid-50. So there's still a bit of value there. Um, Sewer has been the same if you're wanting a bit of the point of difference. They've both got a good buy schedule. Um, the only difference is Young might get picked for origin. Um, I also would not be worried about playing Buller in your 17. I think a lot of the top coaches are still going to be playing him. Um so, yeah, I'd be pulling the trigger on one of those, and I don't think you can go wrong with either of them, to be honest, but I'd take Hudson Young over Jaden Sewer. Nice. Uh, just a McDonald. Ford out for Young or Olaquato or maybe Hopgood. Um, he's also cashing down Warbrick to Oluapu this week. What's your thoughts on this one, Rich? Uh, for me, it's pretty easy. I'd just take the nice, safe option and go straight to Hopgood. I think... Brenton reckons he's fairly priced. I think he's overpriced, 700000 and he's uh, the drums are beating that he's going to be in that origin mix. So that's a no. Olaquadu is also beating that he'll be in the um, origin mix. Plus, he's so hot and cold, old Olaquadu. So, um, yeah, it's pretty safe for me. Just get on the hot good train. Back yeah, on the train. You probably started on it, hopped off, <laughs> get back on. Absolutely. Dual position as well, plays all three buyers. So go yeah. with that one, Justin. Uh, Steve Ilave, evening fellas, had Adam Reynolds from early season, thoughts on holding now through to just before round 16, um, other halves are currently Chin and Boyd, contemplating trading him to Dillbags now before upcoming, uh, the upcoming tough draw storm, um, the riff, I'm guessing it was, Sharks draw, but does that absence of teams, origin players, including Broncos, favour his chances of scoring well? 21 trades left, um... Who are you going with that one, Brendan? I don't mind the Adam Reynolds or Dylan Brown. Um, I rate Dylan Brown so highly right now, especially this week coming up with Mitchell Moses being out. Um, and Adam Reynolds, he's always going to be a 50 average. No no higher, no lower. He'll have up and down games, a bit more injury prone. Um, so I don't mind it. He also had a nice hashtag there, killing yeah, with, oh yeah, Dylan. with Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> I was a, uh, I was, uh, Robo actually at the um, May John show afterwards, watching that um, Eels and Titan games from outside the stadium, and every time Dylan Brown got a tackle, he was he was uh, saying, "Yep, tackle that. Need eight more points for a thousand. So he he eventually got up to that a thousand mark, and he was uh, pretty happy for the rest of the night there, Robo. So uh, yeah, don't mind it either, Steve. So go with Dill bags there. Uh, Luke Adams, with Robson putting up poor schools and not justifying his price despite the buys, is it better to uh, run with 12 and Hog Grant? Like a Granville, who can cover if need be, can rotate uh, the two during Origin and save two trades as you'll need Grant back at some point. What's your thoughts on this one, Rich? Um, well, I have to disagree because I've got Robson in. And the thing about Robson, if you think he's scoring poorly, then his score or his price will be reflecting that. But for me, uh, Robson is passing the eye test. Now, he got 53. To me, that's not a poor score. And that was with a fairly impressive minus 19. So you tidy up half of those tackles that he just fell away on or just slipped off and that because it was super wet, then all of a sudden he's at 63. So... Um, 
your call, but if you're going to play Granville, you could be missed 30 points behind the rest of us when we all play Robson and he scores 55, 60. So. Yeah, definitely agree there. And, and his last yeah, his last three scores are all 50, so I think you're having a bubble bath if you think he's scoring badly. <laughs> uh, Paul Chapman, Sloan to Davies. So this is a new one we haven't had so far. So he's got plenty of winger fullbacks, so he doesn't. he's keen to pretty much cash out Sloan. Have you had a look at David Albrin? Um, played, what, 66 minutes uh, on the weekend, scored pretty well. I think it was a 48. Um, do you think his, his job security in that second row is yeah. going to stay up there? It's hard with that bench, with Bryce Cartwright there, Ryan Madison, um, how many minutes is Davey playing? I, I'm i a big fan of trading out Sloan. Um, I don't know if Davey is the answer. I'd probably give Davey one more week, uh, and then potentially it means you can give Sloan one more week um, just to see how you go. So the, the trade is okay, but also a bit sideways, I feel. I think yeah, with Davey... Um... I picked him up last year. Did he play for Manly last year? Yep. And he was decidedly average. He's a guy that doesn't pass the eye test. Didn't he get 48 with a try? So um, he won't – I don't – I would almost say he won't score another try this year. And he is the definition of plotter. Also, team lists are in, boys. Um, Just checking it now. So Tui Kamakamitha is actually coming to the side at prop. Um. And that drops Grant Anderson back out to the reserves. Um, and Nelson Asafa Salalona is actually starting off the bench um, for anyone who picked him up. And Broncos look um, 1 to 17 to me. Um, that's a little question out of that. Anyone with Nelson Asafa Salalona, you, you probably wouldn't be happy he's coming off the bench. Um, he did score that big score the other week coming off the bench. What, what do you think his minutes are? He's, he's probably one we haven't talked about in that you know 600k range um, for people tra- looking to trade out forward. Uh, Brendan, start with you. Yeah, I th- I think he'll still come and play some decent minutes, probably 50 to 55. The good thing is, is that he could potentially come out on the edge for you as well, where he'll get those attacking stats. Um, so I wouldn't be panicking on it. Um, yeah, I, do, I, I don't think anyone should have brought him in last week. I didn't think he was a play, but if you've got him, I wouldn't be stressing. And you, Rich, same, same there? Yeah, I, I actually think some of his best scores, he's come off the bench when he's uh, rampaging and he's running against tied forwards. I actually probably think it's going to um, help him. Nice. Um, so what have you got here? Trent Heater, Hudson Young, a good boy. I think we've talked about that. Ed Wilson, uh, Ed Wells, Robbie Wilson, hire Robert. Okay. <laughs> probably shouting out one of his mates Robert. there. Uh, Trent Heater. Thoughts on Sue? I think we've given Sue plenty of time already. Um, Daniel Lentini, Murray down to horse uh, or Hudson Young have both have cover in both positions. Just looking for the bigger scorer and the player less likely to play Origin. So both are on the radar. What's your thoughts on this one, Brenton? Who's less likely to play Origin now? These two. Uh, we talked about it pre-air as well. I think it's Corey Horsburgh. I think the depth of Queensland's forwards are just so high. Um, he's also about 40, 50K cheaper than Hudson Young, so you're going to be saving a little bit of money there. Um, lower break even. Hudson Young is getting his 50s with tries as well, generally. So, And Horsburgh's was literally off base stats, no offloads, anything. So I'd be pulling the trigger on Horsburgh on that one. Nice. Uh, Daniel Ten 
Brink. G'day boys, sorry for the long question in advance. Uh, need some options for Sloan and Ford. Um, he's only got 23k in the bank. Um, he's already got Buller and Oluapu, so the two probably most popular cows in the last few weeks. Uh, he went BDE last week and got uh, Big Red, Nico and Oluapu. He needs a third mid. Um, rough trades, which I don't want to do. Cleary to Brown. Uh, definitely not that one. Um, salary gain um, and Ford to JDB, Sloan to Davey, or something like Hosking to or Loyero, Hopgood or Twal. Sloan yeah. David. A lot in that question, Jay Warwick. <laughs> yeah. The the key part for me, and um, Sterling in the comment next also says tells him not to trade keepers, but I'm going to go against that. Work out how many origin players you've got in your squad. If you're over three, then perhaps you can go Cleary to Brown because Brown's going to play all those buy rounds. Um, Cleary isn't. And you've got Hines as your captain, so you've got a captain set, and it's going to provide you with Brown. It's going to provide you with JDB. So all of a sudden, you've strengthened two positions and strengthened them for the buys as well. Uh, it's high risk, but if you feel like your squad will then be improved over the buys, I I, I don't say it's yeah. You, you can break rules. You're allowed to trade keepers. You're allowed to go sideways. You're allowed to do whatever you like if it improves your team. So just ask yourself that question. Will I have more players playing over the bye? Or you could say, Cleary's going to score 75 points this week, but he's not going to be my captain, and Brown is going to score 55 points, so I lose 20 points. So over the next eight weeks, do I get those points back from Brown playing more games? Yeah. And especially when you're getting JDB's points as well, that might pick up the gain you're getting um, from Ford to JDB. Well, you're instantly picking up 50 points, aren't you? Yeah. And another thing to consider as well, um, talking to Brendan about this before, um, when you're trading out someone like a Nico Hines or a Cleary, they're two guys you probably want in your final 17 as well. So coming towards that round 18, 19, 20, end of the buy period, you're probably looking to be trying to get them back somehow as well. And when they're up at 900 and one mil, it is very hard to shift your team around then. You know, most of our cash out is already peaked by then. You've already used most of your trades. You may have a cash out or two in one of those buy rounds. So it is very hard to get them back in. So when considering this trade, just just think, am I right to play without Cleary for the rest of my side, uh, season? You know, you may have Brown. You may have another half there like a... Um, like an SJ that you might have your three halves covered for the season, um, go ahead and do it. So just look at your squad and, yeah, have a look at your options. Uh, Kieran Patole, boys, what do you reckon? 19 trades and 14, 49K in the bank. BD and do Grant, Sonny Luke and Ford to Robson, Cheese and Totola. Um, what do you think of yeah, this one, Brendan? Tatola is one we probably haven't discussed too much tonight. What are you, what are your thoughts on him with um, playing you know close to 30, 40 minutes on the weekend and maybe him getting back to his old um, scores from last year? Yeah, it, to me it's a similar to the Sean Lane that we were talking about and that we just haven't seen anything. Um, can't just you know trade him in on hopes and dreams that he'll be like he was last year. Uh, so the second part of that question where he's got Ford to cheese is what I would probably do. Um, because Grant is a hold until round 13. So I think you save your two trades there. Absolutely. Yeah, just burn that one trade and save the other two. Kieran? 
Uh, Daniel Tembrick, thanks, mate. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, which I'm trying not to do, hence asking for options. Cheers. Silatogo uh, Dwayne, um, sorry if I butchered that. When does State of Origin teams get selected? So uh, answer this one. So I believe they usually come out... So round 13 is the buy where the Origin players don't play. So it's usually at the end of round 12... Um, usually on the Sunday, I think New South Wales usually do it Sunday night and Queensland the Monday morning, if I'm correct. Is that right, boys? Yeah, I believe so, mate. Yeah. Yep. So wait till the end of round 12 and you should know your teams uh, for round 13. Bye, guys. Uh, Jason, Jason Vickery. Too early for Cook to Robson. Um, 23k in the bank before trades and have 18 trades at the moment. What's your thoughts on this, Jay Warrior? Um, I know you started the season with Cook. Do you still have him at this stage? No, I got off three weeks ago um, when the writing was on the wall. <laughs> Obviously, Jason was... A, is he younger or older than you, Brinton? Much older. Much older. Much older, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, must have um, had a limited childhood because he's a bit slow because <laughs> he should have got rid of Cook ages ago. <laughs> Plus, he also gives me a serve coming up, so I thought uh, I'd get in quick. <laughs> uh, he, he's get rid of him like yesterday. <laughs> uh, Izzy Douglas, thoughts on Sloan to Drinkwater, Ford, and Ford to Lukey. Not so on Lukey, um, but need a trade out for Ford. So we, did, we watched this live, Brendan, with Lukey there. He had a pretty pretty shocker there in the rain. Is, is Was that 19 purely just because of the rain? Um, or do you think he's going to bounce back with a few more minutes, a few more attacking stats, and hopefully some dry weather? I think it was an outlier game for him, mate. It was never going to suit his actual style of play of why people were bringing him in. Um, So I think he'll be absolutely fine. I brought him in last week, and I'm not worried in the slightest. So I really like these trades. Um, I've said from the very start of this podcast, Sloan needs to go from every team, um, and Drinkwater's a fantastic upgrade. So I like these two trades. Absolutely. And I think um, the Cows do have a little bit more of a softer draw coming up as well. Um, having a look, yeah, they got the t- Dragons, Tigers, um, a struggling Paramount Reels, and Storm probably not at their best um, before they go into their buy in round 15. So I, I think Drink was probably a pretty good shout. Hopefully get those attacking stats back, and I think his kick meter has gone up to about 200 in the last two weeks as well. So he's definitely a good shout there. Uh, Carl Olsen, any must-haves for round 13? Um, Jay Warrior, what's, who's probably your, your biggest must-have for round 13? Who's going to be that guy going to put your captain on? Uh, SJ, like SJ. just the worst he can play is with a about a fifty. So he's solid, um, and I'm also pretty happy to have Jack DeBellin now as well. So there's a few good options. What about you there, Brandon? Who's your absolute must up for thirteen? Yeah, I think Sean Johnson, mate. I think he's going to give you the best captaincy option uh, from everyone. Uh, JDB's fantastic. Horsburgh's going to be good. Um, yeah, but SJ, I think takes the cake. To be honest. Absolutely. Jason, yeah, here we go. Jay Warrior, are you an Aussie? <laughs> no, I have lived in Australia, and, I, and when I hang around Australians, I can sound a bit Australian sometimes, so I apologise. Wayno <laughs> uh, Tapao, uh, what's a good number to have for trades right now? So we'll go around the table here. So before this week, I've got 20 trades, and I'm probably going to be using just the two this week. What about you there, Brenton? Yeah, I, as I said, I'm holding steady, mate. I'm running with 17 at the moment. And Jay Warrior, what about you? Yeah, I'm on 17. 17 as well. And so. not using any, so happy. Yeah. 
What do you think the um, probably the par marks around that 18, 19 mark, um, depending on if you use trades or not this week, going into this week? Yep. Yeah, about that. Uh, Sterling Tudor, what do you do with McInnes? Keep an eye on him for one more week and then trade. So, um, with McInnes, that's a very interesting way. He, he bounced back last week with a great score. What What are your thoughts on this one, Brenton? Um, I'll just bring his stats up from last week. Yeah, mate, I, th- I think with his last score, you've got to keep him. Like He's obviously lowered his break even a little bit, and there's every chance that they can pull the same move with putting um, Dale Finnegan back to the bench. I think they will slowly increase Finnegan's minutes and slowly decrease Cam McInnes's, but you can easily wait a couple of weeks for this and see how that goes. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe too because he's he's one of those guys. The breaking at twenty eight, like he's still gonna like even if he has a low lowish game playing, you know, forty minutes or something, he's still probably gonna score around forty and make a bit of money. So I agree there. Give it another two weeks and um, probably assess again in round thirteen if you want to upgrade him to a to a round thirteen player or not. Uh, Jason Boone, Rocky lad. Hey lads, got uh, okay in zero oh, K in the bank um, and only two mids. Uh, and he's looking at four to Billy Smith and Preston to a mid. Um, so Jay Warrior, who's your? What are your thoughts on Billy mid? Uh, Billy Smith and your best pick for a mid under seven eighty k. Billy the myth. Uh, yeah, honestly, like Corby was just frothing. You know, like <laughs> he was just gutted that he couldn't get him in his team because it'd be the only time he ever would get any decent points. Um, yeah, Trap City. Trap Trap City bitch. Uh, he's, he's no good. He's yeah. And if he doesn't dodge you on the scores, he'll dodge you with an injury that week. You need him. I just yeah. You couldn't couldn't make me go there. Yeah, and especially at that what three hundred sixty k. So he's not really a cat. Well, he's not really a basement price. He's got a fair bit of cash on him already. So you're not getting too much money out of him, and he doesn't play that round thirteen. So a little bit of risk there as well. Uh, yes, I have Jordan Curtis. Uh, we had that one. Uh, Braden Byrne. Harrisworth punt. I think we've talked a little bit about Harris already. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Brendan? Do you, do you think it's still worth getting, even though he does have the buy this week? It, I guess it does depend on who your emergency cover is on your uh, in, for your mids, is it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I still like Tohu. I'm not targeting him because I've got my mid cover for round 13. Um it just depends on if you think he's durable enough. He's obviously had a couple of injuries this year, uh, but he's I think he's severely underpriced for what we know he can put out. Um, the, the other question I'd be asking is, do you have yourself a Horsburgh or a DeBellin? Absolutely. I think, yeah, by far they're probably the two uh, best shouts, not having that buy in round 12 as well. Um, this is a new one. So, Silatoga, Dwayne again. Thoughts on Paseka? So, he's he's coming up a pretty good run. So, in the last few weeks, he's got 48, 58, 48, and 46 in the last four. Um, his mitts have been sort of fluctuating somewhere between the 40 and 60 mark. Uh, I'm guessing those last two weeks with Jake Tavoyevich out sort of bumped him up a little bit. Um, do you think he's probably... Is a bit too late for him at 601k there, Jay Warrior? Or do you think he's still got a little bit of value in him? No, that price, he seems pretty well priced. Um, and again, he doesn't have pedigree. This could be the start of it, but there's no harm, no foul if you miss him because you could pick up another player that's going to score similar prices that's just been consistent for longer. I just think it's too too much of a risk. If you're going to take a punt, you probably had to take it two, three weeks ago. 
another slam at you, Jay Warrior. Jay Warrior, has the Warriors sponsors, are they right about the refs being uh, consistent with the calls? <laughs> well, I'll just make a comment that came out in a press conference by uh, Webster a couple of weeks ago. And that situation where uh, Sifakula got sinbinned, if you compare it to Latrell Mitchell's where he was hitting Grant in the head a couple of times, was there consistency? Maybe not. But that all blew up as a result of Josh Curran not controlling his temper. Had he not put himself in that position and then got the other players involved, it would have never happened. And that's what the coach said. We, the players can control those situations. We can't control how it's going to be refed, whether it's going to be refed consistently. So the players have a responsibility to put themselves in good positions. Josh Curran made a goose of himself and put himself in a bad position. And, yeah, we're at the whim of the refs in that situation. There's been a lot of... As diplomatic as I can be. (laughs) Been a lot of uh, chat thrown in the group chat this week, especially from uh, one and only TK uh, about about that Warriors situation. So we'll leave it at that. Um, I'll look quite a cheeky pod. I don't think he's a pod... um, but he's probably one of those slow-burn cash cow options. So if you desperately need to cash someone else out this week and use the money, I don't think he's too bad. He's not going to make too much money in the next few weeks. So if you don't need a cash out, probably hold off. But if you can use that money to upgrade someone, uh, someone like a Ford, go for it in my opinion. Uh, David Tuala, how many trades should you have come knockout rounds, excluding the extra trades we get? I think we've already n- trades we get during no. round 20. No, we need to cover that one. Yeah. Is he talking about the extra... Guessing the extra trades we get yeah. around Origin? I think yeah. he's a head-to-head player, and he's talking about once it starts going to his final situation. Um, and I suppose it's something that we don't talk a lot about. So if you ever do have a head-to-head question, just stick it in the comments, and then we can um, think about it, because we've all played head-to-head many times, um, and you do have to think a little bit differently because in head-to-head, you probably want to save trades even more because you want to win in the final week. Yeah, and also noting as well, we get those eight extra trades as well um, come into the season as well. So for those overall players, um, you can probably be a little bit more risky this year using those tr- um, extra trades throughout the buy period. Um, Cody Barber, hey boys, I traded for Doe to drink water. Um, is that sideways? Also trade for to Harris. I think we've pretty much covered that. So what's your thoughts on this, um, Brenton? Trading out for Doe's on the buy this week to drink water. He's probably going to make a bit of money. Yep, I love it. I, I think Hammer's peaked. Um, he's now showing what he can. But even with tries, he's still only scoring 30s. Drink water, no tries, still scoring 40s and taking general kick play. So I like that trade. Uh, I guess Stephen Swanson here. Ford is broken down in my garage for the next two weeks uh, with a blowing gasket. <laughs> uh, has to carry all the team's advice. <laughs> um, up the Warriors. So, John to a lay, uh, I guess. Uh, let's go to the Warriors. 18 trades left, and he's still got Matt Drury and Wait Ray Stone, which is a bit rubbish. Has been seeing my emergencies since round one, looking for some cash cows. So, uh, he's thinking of going to Oapu and Billy Smith for some cash generation. Um, do you think this is worth it? I guess you're trading out... I know um, uh, Kyle did this a few weeks ago when he had three absolute duds on his bench not making money, and he had a shot at three cash cows. So you make three trades on three guys 
Oh, well, he did, he made three trades and three guys that weren't actually in a scoring 17, but looking to get the rewards now. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think Oluwapo and Billy Smith are good enough to you know sideways trade um, those guys in your emergencies, uh, Jay Warrior? It's it's almost like compounding your problem in a way, um, especially if you take multiple options at cash cows. One or two will fail. So I think he might just be better to hold one more week and then he'll be able to pick up perhaps Valance, um and he he's bound to make money with a negative break-even, but I don't believe Oluwapu or Billy Smith have a negative break-even just yet. So uh, it means they're risky, and I would be more likely to hold steady if you can. Absolutely. Just on that, Jay Warrior, we, we did we haven't really touched on Balance Safari at all this um, this live stream. Um, there's, he's actually traded in by four percent, so he's the second most traded in player this week behind Billy Smith. So, what what are coaches thinking here? Are they banking on the fact that he's going to be playing next week? Do they think they're going, he's going to uh, win a spot over Branko Lee and Ewan Aiken, or do they think that those injuries just won't be ready in time for next I, week? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's a bit like for me. Um, I'm short a little bit of cash to get Brandon Smith if I was to pull a trade, and so I think well, I just need to cash down. Who's my best option? And I don't want to go Oluwapu because he's too slow in making money. I don't want to go um, Tommy Talao or another dud that I don't I don't believe is going to make over a hundred grand. So I might just go Valance because I know he's going to make money. He should be in the team next week because you've got you and Aitken with a hammy complaint, and you've got Brinko Lee uh, still injured. So one of them surely won't back up, even if Wayne just says boys just take it easy we've got the big boy we'll give him another run um but it's more than possible he plays one week and he's out of the team but he will get his chances he will make his money um so that's why people might be doing it this week but it could be that both come back next week and he sits on your bench for six weeks and he or he's the new zaxini yeah <laughs> what's your thoughts on this friend are, are you willing to trade in someone um like a Valance, who's going, who may just be at that red dot for a few weeks, do you think he's eventually going to get his crack and make that money? Would you be willing to hold that red dot for a few weeks if he doesn't get named next week, if it means getting some money to you know upgrade someone like a Ford to a, a JDB or a... Um, or a yeah, it gets like tricky. I've, I've got a firm stance this year that I would not trade anyone in if they were on the buy, no matter what their break-even is or anything, unless you're pulling out a ripper trade. Uh, so... Yeah, my advice would be waiting a week uh, for Valance. Um, yeah, simple as that. Yeah, same here. Uh, Dwayne Watiri, who is feasible trade for BMM at the moment? I, I think we've covered this a little bit. Um, if you <laughs> you can go all, all up if you do want a slow burn cash cow, but if if you're 17 sorted this week and you don't need anyone, uh, if BMM's not in your 17, it's probably worth the hold a trade and just wait for um wait for Valance next week. Yeah. My humble brag there is that I trade Ben Murders McDonald's out of my team last week for Talakai. How's that oh, for that's a nice upgrade? Oh, nice upgrade there. Uh, Jeffrey Mapu, uh, lads Murray, Ford, Sloan, Horse, Harris, and Billy Smith. He's head to head focus, so I don't mind this. So Billy Smith, I guess it's worth a gamble um, if he's if you're not playing him in your 17. Um, I definitely like Harris and Horse in for Murray and Ford. Um, you potentially could hold Murray if, if you like top your head-to-head ladder um, and you don't see yourself dropping out of the eight. 
you could potentially just hold Murray throughout the origin period, um, assuming he goes back to a, more of a big minute role coming towards finals. But um, regardless, I, I still think Horst and Harris are probably two good trades-ins uh, for those two guys. Um, I think we covered this already. Uh, Murray to Meadow or Murray to Horse. Um, probably are those two. What's your thoughts on this, Brent? Would you go Meadow or Horse in this situation? Uh, I'd go the Horse, mate. You, you're saving yourself about 130k um, to spread that cash elsewhere, and I think that they can pretty well average the same. Uh, Jason Boone again. Uh, one trade. Um, is it worth going forward? TPJ is one we haven't talked about so far, Joe. I, I don't think TPJ in the middle um, has not had a good track record in his past, and it's absolutely showing this year where he, he can pump out a 50, but he can also pump out a score in the teens. Um, do, you, do you take the risk on TPJ at all, Jay Warrior? I did look at it this week, actually. Um, when I decided uh, maybe I will trade out forward, uh, TPJ did sort of keep popping onto my screen, but I just couldn't do it. He looked beast mode last week in those first 20 minutes against Manly, and he was killing it. And then he copped a head knock, and he ended up going through about three trades, uh, three uh, subbing on and off. It's just the minutes, and I don't think um, Serraldo has any appetite for playing in more than about 45 minutes. Um, And as hot as he is, if he's cold, then, you know, that's a 15. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think he's avoided my uh, my situation as well. Doesn't have to play that round 13 either. And eventually, I think Luke Thompson's going to come back. I'm not sure what round it is. I think it's around 16 or 17. So even if you do think he's going to play a few more minutes, it's probably not going to be for season long. So definitely an avoid there, I believe. Uh, Dane Watiri, 111k salary, thinking Payne Haas to JDB, purely prepping for buys and origin. So this is one we haven't talked about too much at all. Um, Brenton, what's your thoughts on trading Payne Haas to JBD, uh, JDB, or is it just a few weeks too early here? Yeah, I think it's too early, mate. Payne Haas is clearly the best mid in the game. Um, he did have a bit of a down week last week, um, but that's because he wasn't needed in those back ends. I think their schedule's starting to get a little bit tougher, so I think you'll play those extra minutes. Uh, and I think they're going to be pretty well like for like, well, maybe five five points difference. But yeah, nice. keep Payne Haas. Uh, Herrera Wall, uh, this is one we haven't talked at uh, on the show or all year, really. Isaiah Yo to JDB. Um, he's absolutely struck a gem here with Isaiah Yo. He's been unbelievable this year. What's your thoughts on this? Do you think Yo's similar sort of bracket to Haas? Just hold him throughout the origin period and keep him as one of those top three mids? I'm going to um, go the opposite side because I'm a gunslinger. Sure. And I'm going to say do it because he also... If he does that, he's able to go forward to Hopgood. So, again, if you think about this, um, again, think about it in points. You've got Yo, let's say Yo gets 65, and Ford's about 35, 40, so there's 100, 105 points. JDB and Hopgood, add those two together, and you're making profit. So I'd do it. Uh, would I do it with Haas? I'm a gunslinger. I'm doing it. <laughs> You're doing it. Nice. Uh, I'd probably hold there. I do like Isaiah. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be you know, that top uh, mid for the year. So have a look at some other trades, just in my opinion. But if, if you have the trades, if you're over 20 trades, go for it. Um, thanks for that, boys. We've racked up an hour on the clock. So uh, it was great to meet you all again. Um, 
good luck for the week ahead. Hopefully we've all recovered um, and we come back a lot fresher net next week and get the full crew on. So uh, thanks, Brennan. Enjoy your week. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Jay Warrior. Good meeting you. No, all good. Can't wait for the... Yeah, we're straight back into it this week. It seems like I'm coming off the short week and, uh, yeah, can't wait. More footy. Hope I start awake. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, guys. I'll see you all in the next show. Cheers, guys.